0: Hello and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here in love with Sean Humes. Uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp 316blogspotcom My other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. I did one on Tuesday. So, Schwan, we were supposed to last Saturday and it got cancelled so it was supposed to be uh, Taylor Santos versus Montana De La Rosa, they weighed in and everything and one of uh, Montana's corner guys tested positive for COVID-19 so the fight was cancelled Taylor's been rescheduled I'm going to talk about that in a second for uh, it's going to be next week Uh, but let's go to uh, this Saturday's UFC show Uh, There was supposed to be four women's fights on the show. There are now two. Um, Amanda Nunez was supposed to defend featherweight title against Megan Anderson. That has been postponed, has not been rescheduled as yet. Uh, Jillian Anderson was supposed to fight uh, Andrea Lee. Andrea suffered a broken nose. So what they've done is they've taken Jillian and Taylor Santos, and they will fight next week on next week's UFC show. Then we have uh, Tisha Torres, who's supposed to fight Angela Hill. And Angela Hill tested positive for COVID-19. But we do have a replacement. Okay? Her name is Sam Hughes. It was announced on Tuesday. And uh, I thought they were going to reschedule it, but it's going to happen on Saturday. So it's going to be Tisha Torres versus Sam Hughes at Strawweight. Uh, Sam Hughes is 28 years old from everett Washington uh, she trains at catalyst fight house for her coach is uh, Eddie grant uh, she's five and one she's mostly fought at LFA so um, those shows are on uh, UFC fight pass so I uh, went into the archive there to take a look at uh, what she's like. Uh, her most recent fight was in October. She was fighting a late fight. I wouldn't take that as a fight, but earlier in the summer, uh, she uh, fought for the uh, LFA uh, strawberry Championship against Vanessa Demopoulos, and uh, Vanessa won the fight. And she went on to lose that uh, to Corey McKenna at the, uh, um, the Contender Series. Now, it's an interesting. It was an interesting fight because. Uh, Sam was actually winning. She won the first three rounds. And then in round four, she got careless and got caught with a reverse triangle. And she went to sleep. Okay, so I guess they've had their eye on her for a while. But I I don't think she's that good fighter. Probably would not be in the UFC if they didn't need a late replacement. So I expect Tisha to win this fight. Um, you have any thoughts on her? Have you seen her or what?
1: Yeah. Um, he's, she's not a bad fighter and she seems to be like more of a grinder, a person who kind of physically imposes her will on you and kind of saps your strength, by keeping a steady work pace and, and grinding on you. That's really her thing. She hits. she looks like she hits fairly hard defensively. She's not, she's not really good on the feet offensively. She's pretty basic kind of a one at a time, maybe one, two, maybe three strike combination type fighter. Um, but a lot of her thing is going to be getting her hands on you kind of grinding you down and then winning decisions she's to me she's not much of a finisher not against better athletes and a lot of the girls she's she stopped through girls who who lack a certain amount of athletic ability and uh, physicality I've seen a couple fights where she's getting hit and she's walking through shots but you know at that regional level especially in women's MMA you don't know what kind of athlete you're facing you know you got one girl who's like a a, a high B athlete and then a bunch of girls who are anywhere from C minus to, to D plus. So there's that much of a gap. Um, I, I would think she could give Taurus some issues because Taurus doesn't like when somebody tries to walk her down. She doesn't like really physically punishing fighters. She doesn't like fighters who really get their hands on her and make her work. But in the same instance, I, I don't know that, that, um, Sam can do this against a better athlete and she's used to facing big, strong girls. So I well, don't she, think she'd be comfortable she... facing Sam. She has that
0: sidekick to keep her, her at distance, right?
1: Yeah, that, that's another thing. She has a sidekick that will make it harder for her to get to her. And then even if she does, as I said, Tisha's actually physically strong considering the fact that she's not huge and she's used to facing bigger, stronger girls. So yeah. I don't think the, Sam can just bully her the way she's bullied other fighters.
0: No, she, she's she's good enough. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think is an elite fighter by any means but I think she's good enough to beat this girl because all she really has to do is keep her at a distance and she can do that with her sidekick with some of the other things she does. And she'll, she'll, you know, you, you,
1: you beat know her. She'll, she beat Brianna. She beat so Brianna you, Van Buren in her last fight, correct? I said, she should beat Brianna Van Buren yeah. in her last fight. She, and to me, Sam Hughes is like a less athletic, less dynamic version of her.
0: Yeah. So I, you I know, expect-
1: similar style. I am going to try. And yeah, yes, the so lack expect- of, the lack of punching power that Tisha has is going to give Sam some options because I don't think Tisha can scare her off with her her striking power, but she she everything else she has advantage cardio skill set experience. I I might say she's even stronger than her and more durable. So mm-hmm, it should, this should be a pretty guaranteed plan for Taurus.
0: Okay, so the second fight is actually a pretty interesting fight. that's strawweight. It is Mackenzie Dern. Versus Verna Janderoba. and you know you're talking about two BJJ wizards here, okay? And you know we all know uh, Mackenzie; uh, she's training. I don't know where she's training these guys. I don't that. And uh, but she's like a BJJ kid, okay? Like she was big in Brazil. Her father's Brazilian as well. And Verna is a former Zip champion. She is also a BJJ, which I don't think she's as good at it as McKenzie. I mean, that's just my general impression. Um, But neither of them can do much in the way of striking, so I'm kind of – you know what would be funny to me? If it turned out to be 15 minutes of kickboxing, (laughs) that would make me laugh. Yeah, I I
1: really think that's what you're in for. And while neither one of them is great on striking – I have to say Mackenzie Dern, has because she's been unable to wrestle people consistently, she's shown a better chin. She's shown more aggression on the feet. And I think she's a much better athlete than Janderopa. I think she can actually hit with some power. She just doesn't have the technique necessary to consistently land the shot. She needs to land to get maximum effect. So if it comes into a striking battle, I have to favor Mackenzie Dern. And in those striking exchanges, um, I I would assume that Mackenzie would be able to get takedowns and if she gets top control of John DeRoba, I don't, I don't know that John DeRoba can stop her from that point on. I think McKenzie is more of a threat off her back in transition, in scrambles, and on top. I think John DeRoba is really going to have her best success if she can take she can take um, McKenzie Dern down or she catches her in like transition on a takedown. Once positions are set and you have to work through positions, I, I don't think that John DeRoba can um, actually finish her. And, I mean, she can, but I, I don't know that it's likely. And secondly – there's, in my opinion, there's such a gap between their level of opposition and the level of athleticism between them. Mackenzie Dern has actually fought high-quality fighters. Not a lot, but she has. And John DeRoba has pretty much fought girls who, who she outclassed, in my opinion. And her, her win over you, Felice Herrick does, doesn't mean much to me. It, it's not very impressive to me at all. I think the yeah. win over Ronda Marcos is more important than the, a two-year-old, two years coming back from an injury, Felice Herrick.
0: Yeah, I, the thing about, about McKenzie Mackenzie is if she ever figures out striking properly, she actually has potential to be an elite fighter. But I don't know if she'll ever figure that out. It's very difficult to say. And this this is not a fight that's going to tell us anything about that.
1: You know. Yeah, I think her. I think her. She's so physical and she's so athletically gifted. She even when she's faced better strikers, they haven't been able to get away from her volume or her power. So I don't think I don't think she's had the motivation to learn it. I'm hoping in this new camp, they've forced her to do so because even though she's a better athlete than a lot of girls against the elite girls, the athleticism equals out and the, you see the holes in her well, strike. Oh, we line, saw Amanda what to her.
0: We saw what happened to her the
1: Yeah, yeah. Amanda was just so much better technically. So if she can just take a couple steps forward she'll easily get past, past Jandero But if she basically gets a functional, fundamental striking game, it's going to be hard to stop her because she's such a good athlete and she's such a threat on the ground.
0: Yeah. Okay, we have a, a fight we need to talk about tonight, and that is uh, uh, Bellator. Um, uh, Elena Mae McFarlane is going, to take, is going to defend the title against Juliana Velasquez. Um, I don't get Bellator up here anymore because when they switched from uh, Paramount Network to CBS Sports Network, uh, we don't get CBS Sports Network in Canada. I'm going to try and find a live stream somewhere if I can, because if I can find it, I can probably cast it to my TV from uh, my tablet. But uh, I don't know if there is one. Uh, But let me get your thoughts on this. I think that – it's probably going to be Ilana uh, May's uh, toughest test to date, but I still think she wins. Um,
1: I just I'm not too sure about that because most of the girls she's fought had very had clearly egregious holes in their game. Like when she fought Ducote, I thought Ducote was one too small for her, and then two, I thought Ducote's striking just wasn't wasn't put together well enough for her to be able to to engage to inc- control ranges and set up her takedowns to even threaten her enough. And with a lot of the people that Alima lays face, she's been a better athlete. She's probably been the more physical fighter and she's had at least a balance of skills. She can okay. wrestle a little bit. She can grapple and she can strike. Some of the girls she's faced are decent strikers. They can't grapple. They're decent wrestlers, but they can't really strike or they've got a, a pretty good skill set, but they're not great athletes. When she's facing Velasquez, she's not going to, have a huge athletic advantage. I don't think she'll have a physicality advantage at all. And while Vasquez is Velasquez is somewhat easy to hit, uh, she's very durable and she she works at a high pace and she's a punishing fighter. And it's been a long time since Ilima Lay's had anybody really come out looking to hurt her. A lot of girls kind of trying to stay away from her, try to figure her out. I don't. I think Ju- I think Velazquez is going to walk right in on her and try to put some heat on her. And I, I'm not quite sure how Ilima Lay handles that because her whole thing is getting on the front foot and dictating pace, and running people over. And if she if she comes and meets Velasquez in the center of cage, there's a good chance she runs into something. And if Velasquez starts backing her up, I, I fully expect her to break her down. Um, her experience means a lot. Her skill set means a lot. But she's been playing with house money in all her fights. And this is the first fight, I would say, that's actually an even money fight where she doesn't have a clear advantage in any one area.
0: All right. Like I said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it. I don't think so. But you never know. Uh, I'm actually hopeful that with when- Um, Viacom uh, turns CBS All Access into Paramount Plus which is their streaming service that they put Bellator on the Paramount Plus uh, streaming service I believe they're going to do that but that's not going to happen until the end now um, another fighter we need to talk about here Bellator yesterday announced that they have signed Kanawatnabe a multi-fight contract. And it's not surprising because uh, Kana uh, won a uh, fight in Bellator last year as part of the exchange deal with Ryzen. So she's fought for Ryzen and also... Who did, did she beat? Uh, Ilara Joanne, I believe <laughs> is her name, a Brazilian. So this is my problem. Yeah, with, I know but, yeah. yeah, this is my problem with what Watanabe. She hasn't beaten anybody who's any good. Okay. Like she looks good. Okay. There's no question. I mean, she's the type of fighter I would expect Coker and rich Chow to want to sign just because of her looks. Right. And so, uh, she mm-hmm. looks good, but I don't think she has the, I'm not sure if she has the experience. Like what I would like to see kind do, okay. Is move to the U S and train with somebody like, uh, Kieran Fitzgibbon, for example, or go to uh, uh, those guys in San Diego or whoever. It doesn't really matter. The point is, her Japanese experience is not enough to make her an elite fighter uh, in, in Bellator or any well, place the else. Thing, there, the, and, and the thing about it, there's with
1: the women, it, women's division, all the women's divisions are more or less like the men's light heavyweight and heavyweight division. There's such a gap between the top level talent and everybody else that you could be as a woman who's not who hasn't who hasn't beaten a lot of high level people, you could go and, and beat enough people to where you you're essentially considered elite because you, you've been able to beat lesser talented, lesser skilled, lesser experienced girls. That's the position she's in. The problem is because because of that, you start Overestimating your skill set, and you start overestimating your training because you're not you're not really facing girls who can challenge you on multiple fronts. So I agree, she needs to come to the U.S. just to get a hold of better sparring, to see what it's like to yeah. have somebody put her in a position that she can't get out, of or hit her a shot she's not used to. I do think that she does have some athleticism and some skill. I just don't think she has the seasoning or the uh, she hasn't forced been forced to make adjustments, and that's what's going to hurt her when she starts facing better opposition or, or better coached opposition.
0: Yeah, her striking is subpar as well. That's the other
1: thing. Most girls, it's, it's because most of the fight, female fighters, I, I mean, most of the male fighters' striking isn't great to begin with. It's really uneven. The, grappling's always, the grappling wrestling is usually pretty good.
0: The striking is always a little bit behind. Well, that's what she really needs to work on. I should also point out that when I did the uh, uh, <laughs> podcast, the uh, – A couple of months ago with Charlie, we both predicted that she would sign with Bellator. So it didn't particularly surprise me.
1: So, yeah. I mean, did you, I mean, and I'm just asking, do you think, did you think there was like another actual option for her to like, you know, maybe go another route? Or do you just thought it'd be the best case
0: as far as money for her? No, I thought that, um, you know, she'd already fought in Bellator and obviously she'd already spoken to Coker, you know, and Chow and, you know, that, She's not leaving Japan. I guess she's still going to fight for Ryzen occasionally, you know? So it's kind of a dual deal here. Like, I don't even know if her deal if her deal is with Ryzen or with Bellator. It could very well be that uh, Bellator's deal is with Ryzen. We don't know. Okay. Okay, so, so you have to remember that Ryzen already has a relationship with Bellator. The problem is there aren't enough flyweights in Japan to keep her busy. Okay, so that's the problem with her. Mm, okay. Well, okay, well, another thing I wanted to talk about, as expected, um, Rachel Ostevich got released by the UFC. So I wanted to talk about um, uh, the UFC uh, releases in general because uh, Dana White announced on Saturday that they were going to release about 60 fighters. And I guess the big one that got released, and that's, uh, that's why I want to talk about it, is, uh, was Yo- Yoel Romero, okay? And fans are kind of upset about that one. There's other fighters who are going to be released. I've heard of a couple of already already. Uh, but um, he's the one that seems to upset people. Um, but I don't know what they're upset about. You know, the fight business is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business. And what Yoel Romero has done lately is he has uh, lost... Got on a losing skid. He's lost four of his last five fights. He looked awful in that fight against Adesanya. Okay, and he's forty-three years old. So I mean, he looks like an athlete, but it's pretty clear that he slowed down quite a bit. Okay, and so I think the combination of those things—I don't—not particularly surprised by the release because that fight was so bad. He probably does look. What they have. Well, here's what happens. Okay. White goes to him and says, "Look." He goes to his manager he says, which is, "Which is Malkikawa, by the way." Goes to his manager and says, "Look, we don't think he can fight for the uh, title anymore. He's just not good enough anymore." And so, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to go or do you want to stay? And that and it take and, it's, and and it goes from there. So fans are upset about it because they remember that he was good, but I don't think he's that good anymore. What do you think, Schwann? I think, I don't know that he's, I mean,
1: not being good at the UFC level is a lot different than not being good at the Bellator level. And he's, if he went to Bellator right now, he'd be what a top, top one, top two middleweight they'd have right now, just off athleticism and durability alone. So that's a matter of perspective. What I think is the issue is, and I've said this before about fighters, male or female, some of these fighters, what they mistake is, when it comes even for the low-level fighters, a low-level fighter gets paid like twelve and twelve. And they'll say, Well, I'm getting underpaid, and I believe as a fighter, you are getting underpaid. It's a dangerous job, it's a tough job, it's a short career. But if you look at it from a business perspective, you're getting paid twenty-four thousand. Let's say hey, you made twenty-four thousand. Did you generate twenty-four thousand dollars in pay-per-view? Did you generate four thousand in ticket sales? Probably not. So you're not making the money back that we make on you. So you being in our in our organization, mm-hmm. It's really up to us because we're not benefiting. You've been more than us. You get paid more money than you generate. And in the case of somebody like Yoel Romero, he's he's not great, but he's so good that if you leave him in the UFC, he's just going to knock off all the potential new contenders, or he's going to, or they're going to beat him and look look either sus- shaky or be so tight that they won't be able to move forward in the rankings, or the UFC won't be able to sell them as potential contenders. Not just that, he gets paid a very large sum of money to fight. The UFC, can't afford, the UFC can't afford, but they're not going to pay somebody tons of money to not contend for a title and to knock off all their younger, young up-and-coming middleweights. That, that defeats the purpose. They need fights that excite people. Yo, Romero's already had three, four title shots. He hasn't won any of them. So there's no point in keeping him around because the story's already told on him. And the only thing he's going to do is hold back the division because he's still good enough to knock off anybody who's not elite. So that, that just presents a, a roadblock for the UFC, and, and they clearly decide to move on. I don't think it's so much about his talent. I think it's so much about how much he cost them to showcase whatever talent he has left.
0: Well, I think the release is very similar to me to when they released Benson Henderson and the other guy, John Fitch. And what happened is those guys went to Bellator and they have, a, they have underperformed. Okay, so...
1: Yeah, you, you, and since and the thing about it was ben Hens, ben Henderson, Benson was coming off a win. So you know he got paid top-shelf money but he hasn't produced top shelf ratings and he hasn't been a dominant fighter. So have they got their money's worth from Benson Henderson outside of just throwing him up in different
0: weight classes to help build their other guys? No, they haven't. Okay. So uh, the story here on on Romero is that uh, Bellator and PFL have already passed on. Okay. And in fact, uh, MMA junkie interviewed big John McCarthy and Josh Thompson, who, um, our broadcasters for Bellator, and they both said the same thing: he's too old, like at forty-three years old. So the question is, where he's he, the problem is, he's not going to make the same kind of money. Is, Sorry, is he too
1: old? Is the question that he's too old, like old old? And they don't—they're just wondering if he's going to get old overnight because that—that's the no, issue with me. Like Ma- he's still dangerous now. McCarthy,
0: McCarthy, and Thompson basically said the same thing, and that's that at his age. It's too much of a risk. There's not enough upside for, for the company to sign. That's what he, that's what McCarthy, like they wouldn't so sign. So basically,
1: so basically, so basically financially, because if they almost what same age Floyd Mayweather said he wanted to sign Bellator, uh, that's sure a bell tour, I'm That's different. Because of the money, the money. he doesn't generate, because he doesn't generate enough well, money. Well, that's it's right. Not that, he can't fight, it's because compar- he doesn't generate. And,
0: and, and, if you, and it, so he's too much of a risk financially at his, at his age. So the problem he has that they have to, that Kawa has to figure out is how the hell do I get him a decent dollar fighting You're not going to get that from combat Americas. Okay. Where might he get it? (laughs) Where do you think? Bare knuckle fighting championships, because those guys will pay stupid money for this guy because he was in the UFC. All right. Campbell McLaren is not going to, Campbell McLaren who owns uh, combat Americas, He's not going to pay stupid money for this guy. Okay? The guy Friedman, so the guy who runs – They can't afford him. The guy Feldman, I think his name is Feldman, the guy who runs bare knuckle, he will pay stupid money for a that. But f- fans are upset about – Well, I mean – Fans are upset it's, about – benefit It benefits it, it, – Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. For bare knuckle – Try that again.
1: For bare knuckle fighting, they can afford to pay suit money because it, it it offsets them. They don't have a strong enough brand. They need to invest in names and yeah. and characters, which are the fighters. For the UFC and Bellator, they've got enough of a brand that it's like, ah, that ain't gonna move the needle for us. For bare knuckle fighting, it moves a big needle for them. And even though he's not a great striker, the fact is with his kind of athleticism, you can pretty much guarantee he's gonna have some pretty pretty spicy knockouts, which is great for them. Well, Let's see, gets knocked out himself.
0: So explain to me why fans if are upset. Him, to explain to me why fans are upset about these
1: Well, they're upset because they think the UFC is full of crap. Because the UFC has had fighters who've been on, you know, like a BJ Penn when he was getting half beat to death, they kept having him headline prelims or headline cards. They've had guys who are like been 500 at, at best, who who are still the I mean Clay Guida still the UFC. Matt Wyman just got released from the UFC and he hasn't been a factor in years. Rachel Ostovich probably could have been released years ago, but she's still been at the UFC. So it's like you see other lesser fighters who aren't competitive in their divisions and they still have jobs. So they're offended because here's a guy who's still one of the top five to seven best middleweights in the world. And he's getting cut. Well, but these other, these other he, people who he, haven't
0: been ranked he's making 10 a, or 15 or top. Well, first of all, he's making a whole lot more money than any of the fighters. You just The fans don't care about that. You know that well, I know fans don't care about that. It, it doesn't matter
1: it does make a difference. It does, but the fans, the, the, the fans are looking at it like this. Any fighter who's making money, they feel that fighter needs to make that money, deserves to because all the other fighters are getting screwed. So, Yo Romero is getting the benefit of all the other fighters who they feel are underpaid. And they think that Dana is saying, Dana, they're like, Dana, if you want to cut him, that's fine. But he's still a top guy. How are you cutting the top guy? Cut some of these other trash the fighters reason- you have not Or don't sign no, no, some of
0: these no, no. Other, he other guys. was a top guy. Or maybe he really wasn't. Okay, all right. I mean, maybe it was an illusion. You know what I mean? Because he's not a tough guy. Anymore. No,
1: I can see that. I,
0: I think his limitations
1: have been kind of exposed. No kidding. But even even in saying that, even in saying that, I can't name I can't name seven other middleweights who I guarantee will beat him.
0: Yeah, except that again, you have to go back to what he's getting paid. Okay, he's probably getting paid more than a lot of the guys we're talking about. Okay, not to mention, and, and again, yeah. that, I understand. And that. again, you, well, you can be sure of that. And then the age—you have to talk about the age. Again, okay, listen, I know there's other fighters in their 40s who are in the UFC, but you know what? Father time always wins. Okay, and I think. You know, once a guy, you've got a guy who's lost uh, four of his last five fights, maybe the red flag has to go up for a guy like that. Like, he signed a big contract. Yeah. He signed a big contract a few years ago. And maybe he's just not worth it anymore. But, and people are assuming that they, oh, they just yeah. cut him. But I don't really think that's what happened.
1: No, I mean it's never that simple. It's always multiple layers. But you have to admit the UFC has has made they the fans don't care about the business aspect of it. The only business they care about is whether fighters get paid. Me and you are more reasonable. We understand there's a cost and benefit to everything. Yo Romero no longer or his co- his cost no longer his benefits no longer outweigh his cost. So the UFC is cutting cutting their ties because even if you keep him, it's just a bunch of rematches and you feel like he's gone as far as he can. He's not a big draw. He's not elite anymore. What's the point of us keeping him and spending that kind of money? We can, we can get 10 other fighters for what we, what we pay him. Yeah. And and maybe develop a new star. So I get it. That's about it. That's about
0: it. All right. Anyway, enough of that. Beat that dead horse enough. You're beating another dead horse that I'm not going to get into. But is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, sir. It's been a great, great episode.
0: Okay. Anyways, again, uh, when I uh, those if we have those fights this weekend, I'll have them up my blog the next day, as is usually the uh, case. If you uh, uh, want to check out my blog, it's frankp316.blogspot.com. Also, my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. If you have any uh, questions or comments for my blog or my podcast, you can uh, leave them voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.